Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burse, LCSW, and today we are going to talk about breaking the silence, the importance of seeking support on your foster care journey. Now, I've talked about this a lot and I will continue to talk about it because I know how important it is um, for foster mamas and adoptive mamas to have support. But today I want to talk about something in particular. I want to talk about the muddling through mentality that I hear from a lot of foster and adoptive moms. So before I get too far ahead of myself, I will just say that I think foster mamas are kind of known for their unwavering dedication to the children and their care, which is awesome. But I do see this like concerning trend that often goes unnoticed, the reluctance to seek or accept help. And I know it's hard for everybody, so we're going to break it down a little bit more, but we're going to explore why many foster mamas choose to muddle through on their own and what the detrimental effects are as they do this. It can have such negative repercussions on their well-being and why reaching out for support is not a sign of weakness, but a courageous step towards a healthier, happier journey for both mama and the children in her care. So as we know, as foster mamas and adoptive mamas, we face unique challenges from navigating complex legal systems to providing emotional support for children who have experienced trauma or adverse childhood experiences. And often foster mamas find themselves in a state of perpetual hypervigilance and chronic stress. And it's this state where sleepless nights and endless worry kind of become this new normal. And so I think we need to talk about why, like the reasons why foster moms choose to just muddle through this. And so I'm going to talk about five different reasons. And I'd be curious to hear your feedback on this and see if any of this resonates for you. Um, I think one of the reasons is the sense of independence that many and most of the foster mamas I know are strong, capable individuals. And we want to be seen that way. And we're also being judged, which will lead me to the next one. Um, But these foster mamas have weathered storms before and believe that they can handle whatever comes their way. And that is amazing. Like I I believe that you can handle what comes your way. Um, But I also just think that sometimes this wanting to be independent or appearing like we can do it all ourselves um, is very detrimental. So I kind of gave the second one away, fear of judgment, but there's the fear that seeking help might be seen as incompetence or an inability to handle the responsibilities of foster care. For me on my foster care journey, I definitely did not, I just like didn't want my social worker to know if I was struggling in any way. Or, I mean, I did, you know, I did share certain things, but if there was like things that really worried me, my first thought before I would ask for help was, is there a way that I can do this without telling them? Because I'm afraid they're going to write it down. They're going to be judging me. And I think I'm just being honest here because I think it's something that I hear a lot from foster mamas and I want to just shed some light on it so that we can kind of work through it together. Number three is a lack of resources. So in some areas, resources and support for foster families may be limited or difficult to access, which leads mamas to feel like they have no choice but to go it alone. And I'll be honest again, that was, that was how I felt. I did not see the resources that I needed, frankly, um, as I was fostering, especially in the early part of my foster care journey, which is literally why I created my group coaching program and all of the resources that I create now, because 
I know how much we need them. And they did not exist, at least for me. I, they, they, I've heard awesome stories where people say they have the greatest support group in their area. And there certainly are many, many places to find support. Um, and certain areas have a lot of it, but mine did not. Mine did not at all. So if that is how you are feeling, I hear you and I see you. Another reason, number four, is perceived stoicism. I think that our society often applauds self-sacrifice and stoicism, which leads foster moms potentially to believe that seeking help is a sign of weakness. And that is definitely like culturally conditioned in us. I hear it and I see it so much. Um, Asking for help. If you just think back to like elementary school, were you nervous to ask the teacher for a question? Were you nervous to ask for help? Did you think that it meant something about you if you couldn't get something on the first try? Um, those kinds of patterns, like we hold onto them as adults. So we really need to think and investigate them. And then number five is the child's well-being. I think foster mamas prioritize the kids' well-being above all else. And that's good, but it, it often comes at the expense of their own needs. And that's not good because ultimately what we're doing is perpetuating a cycle that if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're not able to give the kids in our care the best possible care. We're not able to give them our best. And so therefore, we're suffering, they're suffering. It kind of becomes this like cycle back and forth of what none of our needs are really being met well, in a sense. Um, and really what happens is there is a silent toll that starts to be taken on the mental and physical health of foster mama. I mean, the resilience is commendable and muddling through can kind of creep in that mentality can take over and it really does become a detriment to the mental and physical health. And the reasons why and how I see that most often with the foster mom as I work with are number one, chronic stress, living in a state of constant stress, which we do as foster parents, whether your case is like, I mean, easy breezy, which I've never, I haven't met that many people who have said that that was their foster care experience. I hope it's yours. I wish that for you. But most people, that's not the case. So they're living in a state of constant stress, which then leads to burnout, anxiety, and depression. And these are serious mental health issues. This is not a joke. Like these are things that people seek like, like inpatient treatment for sometimes. I'm not saying this to scare you. And I'm not saying that that happens to most foster moms. It doesn't. But I am saying heightened anxiety happens to most foster moms. Burnout can happen to a lot of foster moms. These things are just things that we need to be aware of. And we become aware of them so that we can do something about them instead of muddling through. Number two is physical health. Neglecting self-care can result in physical health issues, sleep disturbances, weight fluctuations, weakened immune systems. These are all symptoms of living in that constant fight, flight, or freeze in that state of hypervigilance. And it's like sometimes our body has to wake us up. If we're not paying attention to what our mind is trying to tell us, if we're not paying attention to the anxiety, if we're not paying attention to that feeling of burnout or depression, sometimes our bodies will be like, okay, guess what? Now you have a huge back problem. Now you have major weight fluctuations. Now your immune system is weak and you're sick all the time. Again, not to scare you, but to inform you. So if you're having these experiences, instead of being like, hmm, I wonder what's going on here or just ignoring them and muddling through, you might say, hey, maybe I need to start doing something about my mental and physical health so that I don't experience these things anymore or as often and so that I can be my best self for myself and the kids in my care. 
Number three is relationship strain. And I have seen this one so much. It's the strain of constant stress clearly affects relationships, both with partners and with biological kids and with the kids in your care. Again, if you're stressed all the time, like who do you know that's a picture of stress and anxiety and nerves all the time that's just like super fun to be around and just like really well regulated? Nobody, because our bodies we're not able to like fake our way through when we're having that constant level of stress. People around us are picking up what we're putting down. And again, no shame, no shade. This is just, I'm just telling you from a therapist's perspective and from a foster mom's perspective, how it is. And then lastly, the quality of life, like this new normal of chronic stress, because it does start to feel normal after a while. It just feels like this is what we do in everyday life because we're foster parents. This new normal of chronic stress can diminish the quality of life for foster mamas. And that can honestly, it leads to a sense of isolation and sometimes despair, which is super, super sad because you realize you look around and you're like, hey, nobody gets it. Nobody really can empathize with my situation or very few people that I really know can empathize and understand what I'm going through. So what we need to do is to have the courage to seek support and realize that seeking support is not a sign of weakness, but an act of courage and self-compassion. And here is why. Number one, improved well-being. Seeking help can lead to reduced stress, better mental health, and an improved quality of life. Literally, a healthier mama is better equipped to provide stable and loving care. And if that is something that is important to you, which I believe that it is, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, then it's really time to like take stock of what is going on in your life and in your body and mind and on your foster care journey so that you can decide what support might be most beneficial to you right now. Number two, not only your well-being, but the child's well-being. Kids who are in care benefit immensely from caregivers who are emotionally and physically well. And we know this, right? Like ideally, we're going to be regulated. We're going to be able to access trauma-informed parenting skills a little bit more. By prioritizing self-care, we can better support the kids in our care. And I feel like this is one of those things that we say all the time as moms, and not just foster moms, but moms in general. We're like, when we take care of ourselves, we take better care of our kids. But then we go right back into our daily routine of muddling through. And if that's you right now, I mean, just just take one quick minute and think about, is that me? Just take one moment of honest reflection and think, do I need something more right now to help my well-being and the kids in my care? And there's no shame at all if the answer is yes. That is a courageous act to recognize that. Number three, community and connection. Connecting with support groups or seeking therapy can provide foster mamas with a sense of community, understanding, and a safe place to share experiences. And I'm telling you, the number one thing that I wished for on my foster care journey throughout the ups and downs of all of it was just one person to truly be able to empathize and know what it felt like to be me on any day of the week because I was looking around at the moms, at the classroom parties, and who were volunteering for all the things and feeling like a little bit like maybe I'm not doing enough here. And then I was like, 
you don't see what I'm doing. And I don't think they were necessarily judging me. I just think that in my mind, I was like, you just don't get what I'm going through. Not that we need every single person to get what we're going through, but to have one or two or at least a few people to understand and truly empathize with our experiences, it makes a world of difference for your mental health as a foster mama. And then number four is advocacy. Seeking support can empower foster mamas to advocate for better resources and support systems in their community. So not just for ourselves, but for the kids in our care and for other foster families. It really is just like a win-win-win. When we start to help ourselves and we recognize that we need help, we can then start to provide resources for other people. And that's literally exactly what I started doing. Um, and I would love it, you know, if whoever, the more the merrier, if anyone else wants to start doing that, but we need to take care of ourselves first and we need to practice what we preach. So I, all that to say, I feel like that was a huge soapbox rant, but it's from a place of love. It's from a place of concern and care. And I want to let you know that you're amazing and your selflessness is undeniable. But remember that you need support too. It's time to break the silence and shed the muddling through mentality and embrace the courage to seek help. Your well-being matters, not just for your sake, but again, for the precious lives that you are nurturing. And together, we can create a foster care journey filled with strength, resilience, and well-deserved support. And speaking of support, if you're ready to embark on a transformative journey of self-care, education, and connection, don't miss out on my Fearless Fostering group coaching program, which is enrolling for October as of the release of this podcast episode. This six-week program is designed to introduce you to your foster mama besties via Marco Polo and weekly group sessions via Zoom. Led by me, we'll navigate self-care exercises, delve into topics from parenting kids from hard places to attachment theory, and explore our own inner child work as foster mamas. So do not delay. There are only five spots available this round, and they're first come, first serve. So secure your spot today at fearlessfostering.com or in the description of this podcast episode and embark on a journey of growth, healing, and connection like never before. Imagine never feeling alone or misunderstood on your foster care journey again and having access to a 24-7 support group and foster care-informed therapist to guide you through whatever foster care throws your way. That is the promise and the gift of my Fearless Fostering group coaching program, and I hope to see you there. Thanks for tuning in.